Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And today's topic is, we still continue with um, our last week Thursday um, topic, which is prayer of faith part two. Prayer of faith part two. We're going to look at this prayer of faith, this aspect of prayer of faith practically. So the Lord was saying we should we should really go practical examples of what this how to actually pray. How to actually pray. Alright. Uh, our scripture is James 5 15. J- James 5 15. And it says James 5 15 from New King James. It says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Uh, you know, I encourage us if we haven't been able to listen to the part one, it'd be good to listen to the part one to understand what this part two is all about. Um, I'm just going to quick a quick recap. Prayer is what prayer is is I say prayer is a the love language is a love love language. It's a communication to God. It's an act of love. You know to to have a two way communication. To someone that you love, you say we talk to our loved ones, spouse about everything, and it's based on love. That's the reason why we're able to do that. So we talk to God based on, on the aspect of the fact that we we love Him, and you know that He loves you too, and He wants to, he wants He wants the best for you. So that's that's one thing that. Prayer does basically you're, you're communicating with your your heavenly Father, and you know that He wants the best for you. He doesn't want the worst for you, you know. So you you're able to share all things with Him. You're able to share the hurt. You're able to share the excitement. You're able to share everything that is going on around you, because you know that He cares for you. He cares for you so much that He doesn't want to see you suffer like that. <laughs> suffer. Not that I won't say suffer like that. He doesn't want to see you suffer. It's so it's so unfortunate that people, for instance, and I'm going to digress for a second, but it's so unfortunate that people think that the coronavirus is from God. And it's amazing that you 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 can say that it's from God. And he's what's he trying to do? Lessen the population of the of the world by killing fifty thousand people in America or two million people in the whole world. It means that that God that we serve is a wicked God. He's not a loving God. He's just super wicked. You know? But that's not what God is. The Bible says God is love. So if somebody, I love somebody, you can't go loving somebody and going at the same time, stabbing them in the back. Or stabbing them, or killing them because you say you love them. No, it doesn't work that way. So it's something that I needed to kind of chime in there. We need to know that it, it, you know it's not it's not enough alone just to pray. We need to pray, no, going in saying, "I'm praying because I have faith and I know that God is going to answer," and not just answering, but God is going to do what perfect it. God is going to manifest it. You know, and and how does He do that? It means that you need to for God to actually manifest. Or for God to really answer, we need to pray by faith. 
pray with faith. Pray, have prayer. Our prayer has to be coupled with faith. Has to be coupled with faith. And when it's coupled with faith, what happens? It means that God is going to answer our prayer. You know, First, Second Corinthians uh, five seven five seven says, "For we live by, f- by what, by faith and not by sight." I know there's a scripture that says we walk, but this one says we live by faith. Oh, sorry, I thought you said need. I'm no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. There's some scripture that says we, we live by faith and not by sight. You know, so yeah, some scriptures say we walk by faith. It's the same thing. It's somewhat the same. It's, it's, some, it's just the translation because it's the same thing. Say we walk. It's like every time you're walking, you're walking by faith. Living by faith it means that any any aspect of your life you're living by faith. Yeah, so it's it's all is is combined is 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 the same. It's just different different analysis, different translation. So to understand this scripture, we need to also refer to another scripture. You know, the Bible says you know scripture interprets scripture. So you look at Rom, uh, um, Romans ten seventeen. You don't have to open it. Everybody knows the scripture. It says so faith comes from hearing and this is hearing the good news about Christ. So where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So what does it mean? How do you walk by faith? How do you live by faith and not by sight? You will live by faith by believing the word of God. Believing the word of God. Because the Bible says faith comes comes from what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So how do you how do you get faith? Is by what? Fixing your eyes on the word. Hearing the word. So as you hear the word, what happens? You're walking by what? By faith. As you hear the word, the word says, it says, faith without works is dead. So basically, for you to basically walk by faith is <laughs> by taking the word and saying it is true. And actually acting on the word of God. That's how you walk by faith. That's how you walk by faith. That, that's, and, it's, and when it says, to, it says, we walk by faith and not by sight. By sight is whereby we are walking by our five senses. We are allowing our five senses to control, control our actions. And that's not what the Bible wants us to do. I, I think I went ahead of that. So let me, let, me, let me draw back a little bit. You see, the, the thing about, about the Word of God is the Word of God feels, it feeds our spirit, spirit man. As food feeds our natural body, the Word of God feeds our spirit body. And the thing about it is, faith is a spirit thing. It's spiritual. Because the Bible says, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the what? The Word of God. So if hearing and hearing the Word of God, the Word of God is what? It's spirit. So it means that faith, check this out, faith is spirit because why? The Word of God is spirit. And the person that we're praying to is spirit. So the thing about it is, and what are you feeling? You're feeling the your your spirit, man. This whole thing is all spirit. It's all not not spirit the way we think about spirit, but it's all is all spiritual. Is on a spiritual level. 
Like I said, let me repeat again. Faith is spiritual because the word of God is spiritual. God is spiritual. You're feeding your spiritual man. So what's happening is that this is all about spirit. I'm just translating what it means by for we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, because what's happening is that we are spirit beings. Man is uh, is, is, a, is a spirit. We have a body. Is we live in the body, but we have a soul. So what's happening is we're feeding our spirits. So the Bible says we walk by what our allow our spirits to walk with join join forces. Look at what it's saying. Is it allow our spirit to join forces with the word? And if we join forces with the word, we walk by faith. And we are doing what God wants. That's basically what it is. So, in, in, if you look at it in a different light, it says, walk with God. And don't walk with yourself. Don't use your intellect. It's not an intellectual thing. It's a spiritual thing. So, it, it, the, the key, like going back to what I was saying, if we do go by by sight, it means that we're allowing our what our emotions to control us. And the thing about it is, check out our emotions. Our emotions sometimes are what happy. Sometimes our emotions are what we are glad, we're miserable, we're angry, we're upset. So it depends on. It depends on the issue that we're, we're facing. Whatever issue we're facing is what we control our emotion. But the Bible never said, the Bible never said, be controlled by emotion. The Bible, the Bible tells us that any Christian that allows his or her emotion or their senses to control them, the person will never receive anything from the Lord. Why? Why would they receive anything from the Lord if they allow their emotion? Their emotion is like going up and down, up and down. How would they receive anything from God? I just explain it. God is spirit. The word is spirit. God is saying, you're going to have to walk in what? In faith, in my spirit. You have to walk in faith by my spirit. So look at what James, James, James 1, 5 to 8 says. James 1, 5 to 8. It says, now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But he must what? Ask in faith without doubting. Because if because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways so think about it replace wisdom and put your prayer points put your all your askings put everything you're asking god for do you know what the where the doubt comes from hello do you know where did eh? lack, lack of faith but where the doubt comes from is i'm telling you it's amazing the bible is saying look what he's saying it says look at it Look at what it is. Let's read it again. It says, but he must ask in faith without doubting. It's still the same thing about walk by faith and not by sight. 
And the doubting, where the doubting comes is when he's walking by sight. Because like I said, when you walk by sight, you're going up and down. <laughs> and what's the up and down? Sometimes you believe, sometimes you don't believe. Sometimes you believe, sometimes you don't believe. So what's happening? Before you know it, you start to doubt. Is this, is this really going to happen? Then tomorrow you'll be like, oh yes, God, God is going to do it. The next day, you say, ah, I don't think it's going to happen. Because why? You're watching your environment and your environment is telling you something different. Your environment is telling you something. Your body is telling you something different. Your, your mind is telling you something different. So what do you think? So you, you are acting according to your mind and your thoughts and emotions and everything. So you're going up and down. And the Bible says, if you're going up and down, it means you're doubting and you will never receive anything from God. Think about, think about it for a minute. Think about, think about a person looking for a job in this economic downturn. You think about somebody that has a personal, a personal health challenge or a person that has COVID. No matter the challenge, no matter the issue, the remedy is the same. Hold on to scripture. For your healing, your financial breakthrough, your job is, is where, whereby you ask, you ask God and you fix your eyes on him. Because what I said, his spirit, <laughs> we walk by, by what? By faith. We're not walking by sight. We're walking, walking what? By faith. Knowing that this is exactly what it is. I will encourage you to, to put down scriptures down. Put scriptures down. On a notebook. Go and buy a notebook. Notebook is over in America is like 99 cents. A dollar. In Nigeria, it, come, it might be less than 500 or 500 naira. Or any, any part of the world. Buy a small notebook. Doesn't, it won't cost you that much money. Write down scriptures. Put the scriptures down. The scriptures that you know that is for breakthrough. Put them down. Say, God, this is what this, this is. Because it's the promise of God for you. It's a promise. It's, it's, it's a promise that God has given you. And that's his word. That's his word. His word is his promise. I, I, I'll give you an example. That's why I say it's a practical thing. We're talking about practical examples. Let me give you an example. In 2008... They had the, the, the economic downturn. I was, I was remembering this thing recently. They had an economic downturn whereby things crashed. Real estate was, you could buy, you could buy a big home for like $10,000. It was horrible. But one scripture I held on to was Psalm 3719. I'll read it. Psalm 3719. It says, they will will not dis let me read it i don't know i wrote it i wrote it down but i didn't read it i, I didn't put it down well it said they will not be disgraced in hard times even in famine they will have more than enough Amen. i'll read it again psalm 37 verse 19 they will not be disgraced in hard times even in famine they will have more than enough look i held on to this word i didn't care whether the stock market was crashing or what? Where people we were getting laid. I just said to God, I said, this is what you said. This is what you said. You said that in even in hard times, 
I'll have more than enough. Even in famine, I'll have more than enough. I'll have more than enough. I was walking there. I said, God, I just thank you because this is your word. And I kept on focusing on I this look, you need to decide to yourself. I decided to turn off TV. I decided to not listen to. I think that's why that's why I somehow I continued, which is not good, you know. I continued. I I decided to turn off the TV. I didn't want to entertain anything that would cause me doubt. So I I I, I removed every thought. I stayed on this word. And I thank God for it. I said, Father Lord, I thank you. Because this is your word. He says, in times of famine, we have more than enough. I kept on. I kept on. Do you know, do you know that during the, the review process, at the end of the year, they give you a review. You and your boss will come sit down and talk about, excuse me, talk about your all the all the things that happened for the year, how you, how did you survive, how did this, do you know that the man gave me a raise, he gave me a bonus, and he was asking me, is it enough? And I said to him, I said, boss, it's okay. I said to, I said to, I said to, I said to um, my, 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 my boss, I said, it's okay. It's good. It's beautiful. Because you know what? I said, boss, do you know why it's so wonderful? It's because there are a lot of people out there getting laid off. There's an economic downturn. Father Lord, I thank you. I said to him, I said, I'm grateful that at least I have a what? I have a job. A job. <laughs> have I, a bonus. I have a, a bonus. So I, I, I give God what? Praise. And he's looking, looking at me like as if I have three heads on my head. I said, you don't understand, my brother. My, my. Then, you know what? He, then, he, my boss was even excited. As soon as I said, I, he says, ah, at least we have a job too. He, I think it kind of dawned on him. I think it kind of dawned on him. And he says, ah, at least I have a, a, a job as well. But you see, let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you one thing that the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 3, 6. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God brought the increase. Paul planted, Apollos watered, and God brought the increase. Let me tell you something. As soon as you sow the seed, the seed of speaking the word, it means that you sowed the seed. And the watering, the watering is you saying it again. You continuously saying it again. It means that you first, you first what? Planted, you first planted, you first planted, the way you the way you planted is whereby, praise the Lord, the way you planted is the first planting you, the first planting is, is that you basically, you speak the word. You speak the word. When you speak the word, that's the first planting. The watering is, you speak it again. And you keep speaking, speaking it again. It's like, you, it's like you have a seed in the ground. You have a seed in the ground. And because you have a seed in the ground, what happens? You, you have to pour water on it for it to grow. And the water you're, you're pouring for it to grow is keep speaking the word. You keep speaking the word. Your, your words are like water on the first seed. And it's God that is going to make it grow. 
You see, the thing is, we got to understand that it is by walking by faith that makes this thing happen. It's walking by faith, walking by faith alone. And eventually, do you know that that whole economic downturn, it was so wonderful. I didn't. People asked me the question, says, how did you and your family survive? I said, it's because... I stuck to this word. And you know, when I was preparing this thing, the Lord reminded me of this. And you know what? I'm being honest with you. For this this time around, I'm going to still use this one. Some, I encourage you. I encourage you all. I encourage you all that whoever that is going through turmoil, that is going through financial difficulty, that is going through you know, loss of job. Look, no matter whether you've lost your job or not, no matter what the circumstance is, yes, a lot of people are laid off, getting laid off. You forget that God is the God that created the whole world. He said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So it means the, the, the earth is His. Praise the Lord. So that's why it's, it's key that's why it's so important for you to hold on to his promise. He has promised. He has promised. You know, there's a song that says, And God said it, and I believe it. That settles it. Is If God says it, and where does God say it? He said it in his word. If you can believe it, it is settled. Completely settled. But the first thing it starts with, where it starts from, is by taking the word, grabbing a hold of the word. And that's how it is. Now let's look at, just for, for the sake of time, let's look at Mark 11, Mark 11, 12 to 24. I'll read it from my, I didn't put, from the from the Bible. Let me pull it up. Mark 11. The psalm I was talking about is Psalm 37. No problem. Psalm 37 verse 19. Psalm 37. I'll read it again. It says, They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. Think about it. What's going on right now? Isn't it famine? And the family even produce, you don't can get produce, meat everywhere. But God has God has the ability to change your life. So let's look at Mark eleven. Twelve to twenty four. I'll read it from New Living Translation. Mark 11, 12 to 24. It says, The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf, a little way off. So he went over to see it, if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was, it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. 
and his disciples heard it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now 15, I'll go to 15. It says, then he, he, they, arrived to, they arrived back to in uh, Jerusalem. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He said he knocked over the, temp the tables of the money changers and the chairs of, the se of those selling doves and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare, the temple, my temple will be called a house of what? Of prayer for all nations. But you have turned it into a, a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of the religious law heard what Jesus had done, they were, they were planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were amazed at his teaching. 19. He says, That evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had what? Withered from the root up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the tree, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. 22. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have, have faith in God. You know, when you look at new, uh, the Young's literal version, it says, Have the faith of God. Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to the mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. We already talked about establish what doubt where doubt comes from. Doubt is when, when you're looking at the physical. It says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have received it, it is yours. So you look at you, you look at the first, the first. This first, from 12 to 14. There's power in words. We can, the, our words can shake the world positively or negatively. We can pray by holding the scripture. And the devil, or what, we can, we can use our prayer to rattle the cage of the devil. And we use words, the same words that we're speaking. But the key is that, what are we saying after we finish praying? Do we cancel our prayer? We finish praying for healing, and somebody asks you, what do you say? Or somebody finished praying for you, or God has you finished praying and God says you're healed. You believe that you're healed. Look at the woman with issue of blood. And she says she, she felt her body, that her body was, was healed. And supposing when she went to in front of Jesus, and she said to Jesus, Ah, you know, I was thinking whether I was going to be healed. Or she said something contrary. She would have cancelled her prayer right away. So the key is that we need to be careful what we say after we 
pray. Because you know what happens? The, the enemy is there to see whether you believe what you have prayed. The devil is there hanging around to see whether you believe. Praise the Lord. Now, you look at this also is that Jesus spoke faith. There's nothing we don't do. That's why I said we Christians live by what? By faith. We speak faith. We pray by faith. We do everything by faith. So you see how Jesus was is so significant because Jesus is telling us that we we say this is a same aspect, but it's the same thing. Jesus says we can pray about anything, anything whatsoever we can pray about. If we want to change situation, then pray. When you don't pray, you're not ready to change the situation. The same thing. If you want to change situation around you. Speak to it. Shape your world according to your words. But you see, the thing about it, look at what faith does, which is very significant. You see, the first time I read this thing a long time ago, I didn't understand. I said, how would Jesus say something to the fig tree? Then go around, go about his business, chasing all these people from the temple. Normal human beings won't do that. We will go to church to see whether it's working. Somebody will say you're healed. You still go and check. Am I still healed? The word of God says in times of famine, you have more than enough. You start to wonder how is this going to happen? Let me, let, me, let me explain something to you how it's going to happen. What I mean by having more than enough? The money that you have, you'll be seeing discounts. Someone will give you, you want to go and buy a car. I'm just give you an example. You want to go and buy a car. Everybody's buying the car for 20000 40000 You are buying the car for 15000 Because God's saying, I'm going to give you what? More than enough. I'm going to give you more than enough. Point is that we, we want to see how God is going to do it. But God never called us to see how he's going to do it. I have the problem too. I want to see how God is going to do it. Or I want to dictate to God how he should do it. So you see that when, when, you, go, when you go down, he said the next morning they passed by the fig tree that he had cursed. The disciples noticed. How come Jesus didn't notice? God is teaching us, right? The Bible is teaching us here is that there's some people that walk by faith, some Christians walk by faith, and some Christians walk by sight. And it shouldn't be so. It shouldn't be so. Because the disciples heard what Jesus said. Don't forget, the disciples are the same as Jesus. They were man. Not because Jesus, people always say Jesus was God. He was man too. So there are two different people there. God is saying there are two different people. There's some people that walk by faith, and there's some people that walk by sight. There's some people that will say, Let me check to see whether it's going to work. Some people refuse, I don't want to see it. I know God has said it. 
And it's done. If God says it, and I believe it, that settles it. I'm not going to check it out. I'm not going to check it out. What am I checking it out for? If God has said it, if the word of God has said it, and I believe the word of God, what happens? It is done. It is settled. It is completely settled. Jesus refused to do what? Look at the fig tree. He refused to look at the fig tree. And that's why he said to the disciples, have faith in God. When, when you say something, the Bible says God sanctions it. That's why, that's why Elijah could say, yes, God encouraged him to, to talk about rain. But look at, you know, you know one thing that kind of amazed me. Sorry, I'm going to digress. It amazed me. Because when, when Elijah was, was telling them about the people that worship Baal, the people that worship Baal, and God said, you know, you remember that, that story? That Elijah says, okay, dance water, put water on the, on the, on the wood. Put, put water, put everything. Let me show you the kind of God I am. The, 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 God, the kind of God I serve. You remember that time? He said, put everything you want. Put water, put water, put water. Even with your water self, God is going to make fire from it. Yeah. And what happened? He spoke. And God said, correct. I'm going to send fire. <laughs> God is looking for somebody that is going to walk by faith. God is looking for somebody that is going to say, I'm going to believe God is waiting for somebody that's going to say, I believe the word of God. I'm going to believe what God says. God is expecting somebody to say, no matter what is going on physically, I'm going to believe what is the... I'm going to believe what the spiritual says. That's all God is waiting for. That's all God is looking for. So the, the key is the key, the key is, is so simple. It's so simple that Jesus took his mind away from the tree. He never focused his mind on the tree. He never focused his mind on the tree. Look, when we're going through a situation, don't focus your mind on the, on the natural. Once you pray about it, believe that God has, let me, let, me, let, me, let me shock you for a second. Let me shock you. Let's look at this. Um, we need to concentrate on the answer. You know, when we pray, like I said, it's a two-way communication with love. When we pray, I ask, God will answer. But look at, let, let's look at this. F Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what your needs and thank all and for, don't forget what to thank Him for His answers. Don't forget to don't forget to thank Him for what His answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your and your heart quiet and at rest as you trust in who? Jesus. Let me read this again. Sorry. 
Come and sit down. Let me read this again. Philippians 4, 6-7 Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for what? For His answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than any human mind can what? Understand? His peace will will keep your thoughts and your heart quiet and at rest as you trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus was quiet. He was at peace. He spoke to that, that victory and he was at peace. He didn't even bother to look at it. Let me tell us that God will always answer your prayer. One way or the other. He knows how to answer your prayer. He knows how to speak to you that you will listen. He always, he always would answer your prayer. He always would answer your God can speak to you anyhow he feels he will draw your attention. He can speak to some through somebody. Somebody that you don't know. He can speak through you. He can speak any God knows how he can speak. There was one time I, I had I was I was having some issues, and the, one of my colleagues is he, God rest his soul right now. You know he's, he's been dead since, and he managed to slam the table. He says, "Chuka, I want you to have faith in God." I was like, "Okay," and I know this guy is a is is an unbeliever. He doesn't believe in God, but God did was use a an unbeliever to talk to me. God can, like I said, God can speak to any anybody. He can speak to you through, and He can speak to anybody to get to you. We should direct our, our energy on what? On the answer. Whereby we write it down. God has talked to us about it. This is the answer. Don't focus on the problem. The problem will overwhelm you. We must rely on the Holy Spirit to, to help us to remove our mind from it. Don't don't do it by yourself. You know the funny thing is, as I was about to write this thing, I was going to say, try your best to remove your mind. The Lord said, no, you don't. You can't even try your best. It is the Holy Spirit that will help you to remove your mind from there. Because try your best is like you're depending on your physical ability, which is nothing. You can't. We cannot try our best. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Depend on Him. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Depend on God. Say, God, I want to do what? I want to, I want to not look at this issue. Fix on your eyes on the, on the answer. Fix your eyes on the answer. Let me give you this in closing. I want, I want us to look at this in closing. Uh, I say in closing, but it's really not closing. But let's, let, me, let me just look at it. You know the story of Hannah? Maybe I'll just... Uh, let's... And uh, Samuel. Hannah, was, Hannah is the mother of Samuel. You know, she was praying. And, and you can read it when you get, get, get home. He says, whenever you, you're listening, you can read it. 1 Samuel 1, 15 to 19. Just for the sake of time, I'm not going to read it. But I'll, I'll give an example about this Hannah. Hannah came to the, to the temple and she prayed for the child. She prayed. And the priest, the temple priest came and said, what? Uh, you're drunk. And the woman said, no, I'm a man, I'm a woman in anguish. 
I'm in grief. I'm, I, I, I need God to answer my prayer. Do you know what the man said? Eli answered. I'm reading from the scripture. It says, Eli answered, go in peace. May God of Israel grant you what you have asked. Look at what, look at what I, let me read it again. This is, God opened my eyes with this. He said, Eli answered, he says, go in peace. Let the, let the God, let the God of who? Let, of Israel grant you what you have asked. Do you know what she said? She said, may, she said, may your servant find favor in my eyes. Do you know what's happening there? You know what the Bible says in Matthew 18.20? Matthew 18.20 says, Again, I'll tell you truly that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my heavenly Father in heaven. My Father in heaven. Do you know what this... The, the, the priest says... You will have what you have by God's grace. This is what he said. He said, by God's grace, God will answer your prayer. And, you, and the woman, and the woman did what? She got a hold of it by faith. And she says, I believe it. You know when pastors, when pastors say what? When pastors say, when pastors say, God will bless you today. And what do you do? You take, you say, Amen. It means you took a hold of it. You joined his, you joined your faith to his faith, and God did what? Answered. That's what happened to Hannah. God spoke. I said, I'm going to join. She just needed that little faith. That small faith. To say, God will answer your prayer. Go in peace. God will answer your prayer. And what did she do? She held on to it. She grabbed a hold of it. And said, may what? I'll read it. She says, may. Sorry, let me say. May your servant find favor in your eyes. She held on to it. And two cannot work together unless they are. Can you imagine if the woman, think about it. Can you imagine if the woman says, I beg, I beg, I beg. What, what, what are you talking about? Leave me alone. Say something. Say, say that God has given me a child. That's what I want. <laughs> but now, yes, yes, yes. One thing that really amazed me with this. I'm just, I'm running, I'm going fast a little bit. I'm going fast a little bit. Just bear with me. So, see what amazed me. See what amazed me in that same scripture. He says, I'm going to read. He says, she said, I'm still reading from 1 Samuel 1, 15 to 19, but I'm reading a portion from it. He says, she said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away and ate something and her face was no longer what? Downcasted. Her face was no longer downcast. She was no more upset. She was not looking Morose. She was what? At peace. Because what? She now switched. Oh, you oh praise the Lord. You got to understand what I'm saying. She switched from being looking at it physically 
and switched because she knew that faith is spirit. Hallelujah. She said this is a spiritual thing. I'm going to switch. So she was no longer in an emotional turmoil anymore. She switched by faith. She, she says, I'm going to believe what the two shall walk together by faith. It's by faith. I latch on to that what the man says. I say, yes, Lord. I thank you. You know what she then did? Look at what she's then. Oh, this is amazing. When God showed me this thing, it's amazing. He says, early the next morning, they rose and worshipped before the Lord. And if you look down the next, he says, she met with her husband and they had a child. Why? Because she, it was no more a physical thing anymore. <laughs> it wasn't any, any physical anything anymore. She switched. She switched. As soon as she switched, what happened? Philippians 4, 6 came, came into play. The, this is, you don't understand. This is what I'm talking about. You understand. I'm not saying you don't understand. It's what I always say. She switched. She switched. And how did she switch? Let's read it again. Just in conclusion. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Don't forget to thank him. If you do this, Say, don't forget to thank him. What did she do? She rose in the morning and gave praise to God, say, for the answer. Yeah, and why, why did she give, give praise? Because she was at peace. She was at peace. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me say it nicely. Let me tell you something. It's not as if you don't go through trouble. Problems come. Issues come. There are many. The different ones come. The key is this. Are you going to allow the, the, the problems to put you down? To be, for you to be downcast? Or are you going to lift yourself up and say, I'm going to take the word? Because in the word, I get lifted up. It's, it's a spiritual thing. It's God that is going to do it. It's only God that can rely on. I was sitting down eating breakfast. I was looking at, looking at my mom. I was thinking about myself. Then it kind of hit me. The reason why we move and we keep moving is because we trust God. Hallelujah. It's because we trust God. If not, we'll be helpless. If not, we could commit any kind of suicide or any of those things. Because we are what? Because we, what happens? We're going emotionally up and down, up and down, up and down. Things are going good, I'm up. Things are going bad, I'm down. There's economic downturn, I'm going to go crazy. There's a COVID, I'm going to be afraid. There's this one, we're going up, down. Oh, there's, there's prosperity, I'm excited. There's No, no, no. A Christian is what? Constant. The Christian is what? Constant. Let me, let, me, let me just leave you with this thing for a minute that the Lord put down. I'm going to it. Just bear with me. Because I... We need to know that the fact changes all the time. But the truth remains constant. And there's a truth in the world. There's a truth in the world. The fact always, the fact is what? The fact is that it's raining. 
But the truth is what? The fact is that there's famine now. But the truth is, in times of famine, I have more than enough. Hallelujah. That's the truth. And it never changes. From tomorrow to tomorrow to tomorrow, it's still the same. It's still the same. So the question I will leave you with is Isaiah 53.1. Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who is going to believe the message of the word? Who is going to believe the message in the Bible? Who's going to, who's going to, take, who's going to take the word and say, bang, this is, this is true. I will believe it no matter what. And that's what happened with those three Hebrew men. They looked at it and said, no, I'm not going to wave. I'm not going to look at what is going on. Even if you want to burn it 20 times, they're not looking at it. They're just going to do what? They're going to stay where they are. They believed the truth. And the truth is God is able. Praise the Lord. Where are you today? Are you believing the truth? Are you believing what is going on around you? Where are you now? Where are you? Which, which sector are you in? The ones that, like, Jesus, like I said, disciples were looking and Jesus didn't look. Are you going to believe the word or are you not going to believe the word? That's the question. That's the question. So, uh, you know, what camp, I'll ask, what camp are you in? What camp are you in? What, what avenue do you think you are in? Do you believe or don't you believe? And if you believe, you could just tell God, so God, I, I, I messed up. I, I, you know, I've been walking by faith. I've been walking by sight all these years. I didn't think it's, I thought it was, I'm walking by faith. Just help me. Help me now to change. It's easy. <laughs> it's, that's, that's why it's good news. It's so simple, but people always take it as if it's so difficult. It's so simple. You say, God, I, I'm sorry. I, I messed up. Oh, man, I messed up. I thought I was walking by faith, but I, I've, not, I've known now that I've been, I've been walking by sight. Help me. I, you know, you cannot receive all these things if you're not, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So, uh, you know, if, if you want to accept Jesus, it's very simple, like I said. All you just have to say is, Heavenly Father, I have not been living the life you called me to live on earth. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I want to I want to commit myself back to you. Thank you for forgiving me and not remembering my sins no more. You are my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, help me to live well on earth. Help me to submit to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now you're born again. You could go to, you have to, you have to. It's imperative that you go to a, a church that reads the Bible, that believes in Jesus Christ, 
that believe that Jesus Christ, he came down and died for us. It's important for you to go to church. And that's where you get fed. And that's where the Bible says in our Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's where your, your faith, that's how you get increased in faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. Help us, help us as you've spoken to us, help us to know that we have to live by faith. We have to, it's imperative that we live by faith. Father, Lord, everywhere we've digressed, everywhere, if we've been walking by, by our own effort, if we've been walking by sight, help us to correct ourselves. Correct, be corrected. Just help us to correct, correct the way we've been living. Help us to always rely on the word. Help us to always believe the word. Help us to always rely on the word. Help us to know that the word is the promise that you've given us. That your promises are yes and amen. It never fails. Help us to realize that. And when we help, when you help us to realize that, Lord God Almighty, we know we're on our way to victory. So Father Lord, we give you praise. Thank you Lord because we are victorious. We walk in victory at all times. Father Lord, we give you praise. We thank you. Because Lord God Almighty, we know that with your ability, with your strength and power, we'll be able to basically walk by faith and not by sight. Help us so that we could, we should not consider our physical senses, our five senses. Help us to just consider you, what your word says. Father Lord, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.